Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Download the notes at kcm.org notes. We're Kenneth and Gloria Copeland. Merry Christmas. Glory yes. to God. Christmas is coming. Christmas yeah, is yeah. coming. It'll be here Sunday. Be here Sunday. Hallelujah. I can't wait. I can't You're wait. You're still that little kid, aren't you? <laughs> I really am. I do love Christmas. Father, we thank you today and we praise you. Yes. We are the right. product of Christmas. Praise We God. have been born again because Jesus came. And we are so thrilled. We are so thrilled with you. We're thrilled with him. We're thrilled with this broadcast. We love everything about this life and ministry and goodness. And, and we're just, we love you, sir. And we open our hearts and we open our minds for revelation from heaven. Praise and we God. receive it in Jesus' name. Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. What is. Christmas. Well, I think it's a celebration of the birth of our Savior. That's what the word mass means. Christmas. It means celebration. That that's you know, in in among the Catholics, yeah. when you you celebrate mass, that, that's what it means. Now, let's look in Luke chapter 2, verse 1, it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. This taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all that went to be taxed, every one into his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. She brought forth her firstborn son, mm -hmm. wrapped him in swaddling clothes, laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Don't get the idea that they were broke and they had to go stay in a, you know, in a barn somewhere. No, broke people don't have to go pay taxes. You understand? <laughs> I mean, that, oh, some of the ideas that the devil sows in people's minds. Now, there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people, for unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, which 
is Christ the Lord. There is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. The Greek word Christ is a Greek translation, the Greek translation of the Hebrew word Messiah. The Hebrew word Messiah, both of them translated into English, mean exactly the same thing. Hmm. They both mean anoint, anointed. Now, particularly in, in, the, uh, in the Greek text, to anoint means to pour. It means to smear. It means to rub into. My mama used to anoint me with Vicks salve. Oh, that's <laughs> tough. She'd rub that all in. Oh, man, it was awful. And if that wasn't enough, she'd stick a little bit of it up your nose, you know, and I'd be, oh, come on, mama. <laughs> but that, to anoint. But now, in this case, we're talking about to be anointed of God. God poured on, God smeared in, God rubbed on. Mm. I'm just using this figuratively That's so, so, so you, you get the, the, the importance of the word. The word itself, just in itself, doesn't mean all that much. Uh, it, but when, it, when it's God, it means everything. Yes, amen. Now then, we are celebrating the anointed one. Yes. But now that doesn't say it either. We are celebrating His anointing. You've got to stay with me now. Forget all the religious tradition you ever heard. Let's go back to Isaiah chapter 10, and then we'll look in the 11th chapter. Verse 27, Isaiah 10, 27. It shall come to pass in that day that his, the devil's, burden shall be taken away from off your shoulder, his yoke, and, and if you look in other places like 28th chapter of Deuteronomy, you find out it's a yoke of iron. His yoke from off your neck and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. I want you to notice it didn't say the yoke shall be broken. Now, the reason this is so important is because an iron yoke, you could break it. You can repair that, particularly uh, when you when you think about uh, using tools and so forth. You can repair that break, but not if it's destroyed. Now, this word translated "destroyed," Gloria, literally, um, it's translated other places as "corroded." 
you could translate it as rust. Mm. So what are you talking about here? You're talking about some um, corrosion. Corrosion is aviation's greatest nightmare because it's rust to steel, corrosion to aluminum. You, you get corrosion eating away at aluminum. It will turn it to powder. Rust turns steel into powder. It's destroyed. You can't repair that. Mm -hmm. There is a place where if you get enough corrosion um, in, the, in, in an airplane, boy, you can lose a wing. I mean, this, this, uh, this is terrible. Well, the point is that's the devil's yoke. And the burden, removing, yoke, destroying power of God will absolutely destroy the yoke he's had around your neck, the captivity that he's put you in. It, it will totally destroy it, and it cannot be repaired. He can't repair it. It'll get rid of it. It'll get it out of your life. Mm. Ooh, that's enough right there to celebrate. That's excellent. But yeah. see that he's the Christ. Now in English, we missed out on this because I mean, we don't speak Greek, and and people talking about Jesus Christ. A lot of people thought it's his last name. Some people thought it's his, his title. They didn't pay attention to it. And a lot of people just call him Christ. Well, that's he's Christ. No, his name is Jesus. His name is not Christ. The reason they call him that is because that's what he preached. Well, they could have translated it and we would have gotten it. Amen. He preached that, and we're going to see this in just a moment. You know that Baptist wasn't John's last name. His last name wasn't Baptist. They called him John the Baptist. Well, they called Jesus the Anointed. But there's a place, there is a place, we don't have time to turn over there right now, but there's a place where that woman's uh, daughter danced before Herod, and they, she called him John Baptist. Well, that ain't his last name. Where'd they get that? Because that's what he preached. Hmm. Now, this yoke destroying, burden removing, yoke-destroying power. Now, 11th chapter, there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, Jesse being David's father, and a branch shall grow out of his roots, and the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The Spirit of the Lord shall Come upon him. We know it happened in the, in the Jordan River. He was baptized by John. The Spirit of the Lord came on him. He was poured on him or anointed, right? Okay. The Spirit, now notice this, the Lord shall rest upon him. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel, and might, the spirit of knowledge, and the fear of the Lord, and shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. 
Now, let's go over to, back, back to the book of Luke once more, and I want you to notice in the fourth chapter, Luke chapter 4, verse 17, or verse 16. He came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. Now, this is why, this is why he was born into the earth. We, were just, we just saw it prophesied in, in the book of Isaiah, the 10th and 11th chapters there. And, and God called that into being. Now, notice this. He came to Nazareth where he'd been brought up. As his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. Now, we just got out of the book of Isaiah, right? We just read from the 10th chapter and the 11th chapter. So now there was delivered to him the book of Isaiah. When he opened the book, he found the place where it was written. He opened the book of Isaiah to the 61st chapter. What you and I, it wasn't written in chapter and verse. Those were put in there for reference. But what we, you and I call the 61st chapter. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted. He has sent me to preach deliverance to the captive. Destroy the yoke. Glory to God. I don't, oh, I don't know about you, but I don't preach me happy. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. And to preach recovering of sight to the blind. Praise to set at liberty them that are bruised. And to preach the acceptable year of the Lord which is supernatural debt cancellation. Praise God. Now, notice that we have come, Christmas is celebrating the coming of the Christ, the coming of the anointed one, the one by the Spirit of God. Now, the anointing, when he was born, of course he's anointed. Of course he's the Son of God. But he never did a miracle until after he was baptized in the Jordan in water and after he was baptized in the Holy Spirit in the Jordan River because the baptism of the Holy Spirit is the gateway to the supernatural. He never did one miracle until then. Now, he said John baptized in water. Second chapter of the book of Acts. John baptized in water. But you will be baptized in the Holy Ghost. Now listen to what else he said. And you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes on you and you'll be my witnesses. Power, dunamis, supernatural, 
miracle-working power. Okay, let's check that out. Gloria, let's go over to the book of Acts, and we will look at the 10th chapter here, Acts chapter 10. This is where uh, Peter stood up and began to preach. Verse 34, Peter opened his mouth and said, of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of person. Now, you remember this is when he went down to Cornelius' house, and this was the first time that, that anybody preached to the, to the Gentiles. The Spirit of God sent him down there to, to, to preach to Cornelius, who was an Italian military officer. But in every nation, he that fears him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. The Word. Now, now, now let, let me flip back over there to the book of Luke, chapter 4. Eighteenth verse. There was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah, and he read the 18th verse. He, now, now, what did he say? He had, he's anointed me to preach the gospel. He closed the book and gave it again to the minister and sat down. What did he do? He preached a sermon. Now, th that, that message right there, 10th chapter of Acts, that word, that word that, that he preached right there. He preached it all, all the way through his ministry, and I want, that's what I want you to see here. Now, no, notice what he says. The Word of God sent to the children of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. That word, I say, you know, which was published throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached, after Jesus was baptized in Jordan, he began and he, he, he went into the desert for 40 days and he came back and his ministry, his public ministry began. It started right there. That one, let me, let me read it again. Now, I, I want you to grasp this because a lot of you never have heard this before. That word I say, you know, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me for he has he's anointed me, was published throughout all Judea. He preached it everywhere he went. That was the base of all his other preaching. Now, if you will go back and read that, and, and then read the Beatitudes, and then read the, uh, the, the other messages and so forth. Then it'll begin to open your eyes what he's preaching about. See, he had to preach it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. With, without faith, they can't get it. They can't get it. You got to have faith to connect it with. To connect with. He, the faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. He preached, I'm anointed. They believed it. They received it. But here in Nazareth, he could do, didn't say he wouldn't, said he couldn't. In the sixth chapter of Mark's gospel, there he could do no mighty works because of their unbelief. They didn't believe what he said. They didn't believe he was anointed. They didn't get anything. 
Amen. But now notice this. Published throughout all Judea, began in Galilee, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. He preached it everywhere he went. Faith came. People believed it. Now, Remember what he said? Let's, let's go now to the book of Mark, the last chapter. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. It's still the same thing. It is still the same process. You can't change that process. It is the Word of God preached under the anointing that brings faith. Now, notice again, these signs will follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it will not hurt them. And they'll lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. So there's, the, there's his ministry right there. They, who? The believer shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Glory to God. We're supposed to be doing the same thing he's doing. That's Christmas. That's what Christmas was all about. That's why God got so excited. That's why the angels got so excited and burst on that scene and said, peace on earth, goodwill towards men. Not among men. There ain't been any peace among men. Well, you know, lasting peace. No, no, peace between God and man, the sacrifice, the anointed one is here. Glory to God. And I'm telling you, 33 years later, it, the, 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 the sin fight is over. Hallelujah. I'm going to read this. I'm going to read this scripture. Glory to God. We got just time enough for me to read it here. Hurry up, Kenneth, hurry up. Get it over there, get it over there, get it over there. Yep, 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 yep. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, even I, Isaiah 43, 25, I, even I am he that blotteth out thy transgressions for my own sake and will not remember your sins. Put me in remember. Let's plead together. Declare thou that you may be justified. He said, for my own sake, I will not remember your sin. Why? He remembers the anointed one. He remembers the one that came. He remembers the one that stopped the war. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Now, why will he, why does he do it for his sake, Gloria? Because if he remembered your sin, he couldn't bless you. If he remembered your sin, he couldn't bless you. The anointed one came, the third and second, third chapters of the book of Colossians said he blotted it out. <laughs> hey, glory to God. You understand what I'm talking about? He blotted out your sin. Praise God. Hallelujah. Rejoice. That's enough to shout about. That's the biggest Christmas present. I tell you, you should stand up and think about it. He doesn't see me as a sinner. He sees me as a saint of God. That, Born-again people in the Bible are called saints. We're out of time. Whew. It's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 
Well, Merry Christmas, everybody. Glory and I'll be back in just a moment. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Be sure to get the notes at kcm.org slash notes. And remember, Jesus is Lord.